think we're all pretty familiar with this gospel passage today. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Maybe even brings to mind a song we all sang as kids, This Little Light of Mine. I'm going to let it shine. So you're welcome. You'll be stuck in your head the rest of the day with that song. That's not a bad thing to be stuck in your mind because, of course, we are called to let the light of what? The light of Christ shine near and far. So in this gospel passage today, we want to put everything in context. We know it's the Sermon on the Mount. This started last week. It's going to go all the way through up till we get to Lent. So we're going to continue to read from the Sermon on the Mount. But who is Jesus uh, talking to in this passage? It says, Jesus said to his disciples. So what does it mean then to be a disciple? Is it just disciples back then 2,000 years ago? No. Jesus is speaking to all the disciples that are going to come as well, which includes us. Disciple is someone who not only believes in Christ, but someone who tries to follow Christ and even try to be like Christ. This is what it means to be a Christian, to try to live like Christ. And so Jesus says to them and to us, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Now we can see the context of the light of the world. We, we, we see this. We, this one's a little easier to understand. As he said, our light shines forth so that people may see the good works that we do and not believe in us, but believe in God. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? Jesus is saying, I want you to be salty. Now, if someone calls you salty, that's usually not a compliment, right? You're kind of salty today, Father Carlson. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I am, right? But that's not a compliment. But Jesus is telling us to be salt of the earth. So what does it mean to be salt? We want to go back, of course, as you know, back to the Old Testament. And how is salt used in the Old Testament? Now, yes, we can see that salt is used to preserve foods back then without refrigeration, but there's even a deeper context here as well. The salt is used often, pretty much all the time, at the temple offering, the cereal offering and the temple. Now, let's pause there right now. You're thinking, are they really offering Cheerios in the temple for the cereal offering? No. What does it mean to be a cereal offering? What this is, is an offering of bread, sometimes mixed with a little bit of oil, given in the temple, right, in, in the morning, we could say even, but a, an offering to God. And sometimes that offering in the temple as well, with this bread, is also given with wine. So right now, hopefully your mind's going, huh, bread and wine, where else do we see that? Well, of course, in the Eucharistic sacrifice. Jesus coming to us through bread and wine, which we know is actually the body and blood of Christ. But something interesting happens in this, this serial offering. Let's go back to Leviticus chapter 2. Now, it's not from the lectionary, but it's still important to go back to Leviticus chapter 2. Uh, it's chapter 2, I believe, verse 13, where it says this. You shall season all your cedar offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be lacking 
from your cereal offering. With all your offerings, you shall offer salt. And this is not only Leviticus chapter 2, this is throughout all of the Old Testament whenever it talks about the cereal offering, to be offering, sprinkling salt on it as well. So what does it mean then to be the salt? Now we're going to fast forward to Romans chapter, uh, chapter 12, all right? And in Romans chapter 12, we hear St. Paul say what? That as Christians, we are called to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. So then what does it mean to be salt? Salt of what? Salt of the world, as we hear. Salt of the earth means that we're called to offer ourselves up in a selfless way, giving freely of all that God has given us. And of course, we know the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate person that did this is Jesus on the cross. Him giving freely to who? Not just to the Israelites. Mm -mm. Not just to, to the Christians. As even, in, in this par even in this passage today from Matthew chapter 5, he doesn't say, you are the salt for the Israelites, or you are the salt for the fellow believers. No, no, no. He says, you are the salt of the earth. See, when Jesus gave himself up, it wasn't just for those who believe in him. It's for the whole world. And that's for ourselves as well. When we, too, are called to be selfless, it's not just for our fellow Christians. It's not just for our family. It's not just for our parishioners. But for the whole world to give freely, to share with what we have so that people may see the good works, not that we do for our own self, but for God. Let's go back to our first reading today. Isaiah chapter 58 says it right here. Thus says the Lord, share. Share your bread with the hungry. Shout to the oppressed with the homeless and the homeless. Clothe the naked when you see them. And do not turn your back, it says here, on your own, but we know for the whole world. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn. What does it mean to be salt? What does it mean to be light? It means that we're trying to be like Christ, offering ourselves up as well, our own wants, our own desires but instead of just looking for ourselves, what we desire, what does the world need? How can we give freely? How can we be selfless? And that's hard sometimes. It's hard to be selfless because it's, we live in a society where it can be, this is what I want, this is what I desire, this is what I need, this is everything. And yet, we also know we live in a world in which Christ is calling us to something deeper, something greater. And so he's telling us, I want you to be the salt of the earth. I want you to be the light of the world. Finish this gospel passage with what? Just so your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. What does this look like? When we do these good deeds, it's not just because we're social workers, but because in our heart, we know that we're called to share the love that God has given us 
and to share freely all the gifts he has given us and also to share the good news. And so today, today as we come together in this, this Eucharistic sacrifice, even here we can lay down anything we're holding in our hearts, saying, Lord, I lay it down before you in this Eucharistic sacrifice. And I ask you to purify it. I ask you to transform it so that when I receive you in the ultimate sacrifice, when I receive you in this Eucharistic banquet, when I receive you truly present in the body and blood of Christ, I know that when I leave here and go into the darkness of this world that I am not doing it by myself, but that you are in me. And that through you, with you, and in you, I can be the salt, I can be the light that I'm calling to be. Because it's not just me giving. It's you. You through me. In a world that needs God. In a world that can be filled with darkness. In a world that can be filled with selfishness. That we may leave here today being the salt, being the light being selfless, just as Christ is for each and every one of us in this world.